Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented. And let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. Hour two of the Daily Tip starts right now on the BetQL Network. Hope your morning is off to a wonderful start. If it's not, we're going to do our best to get you on the right track. We've got an hour full of great programming heading your way. In just a couple minutes, we'll do NFL Read and React, where we dive into the headlines and see which ones are true and which ones are just narratives. Then at 720, Lucy Burge of BetQL stops by to do all things pop culture we have not talked about taylor swift on the show all week Ugh. it's probably going to come to an end when lucy stops by because you know there is something about taylor swift changing a lyric on her song people went nuts but honestly i haven't really looked into it so i'm sure lucy will fill us in there then at 7 40 it's time for our show survivor picks this week in the nfl we don't need a team to cover we just need them to win Jenks, this is a very specific question for us who sit here for three hours as radio hosts. Do you have a very supportive chair that you sit in when you do the show? Because I've started to notice that I like sit up during the show and I'm not Mm -hmm. going as far as like Pat McAfee who stands and like beats on the table, but I find it difficult to sit normally in a chair when you're doing a show and you're trying to be dialed in. Well, that's an interesting question because every day I walk into this studio and this studio is used by the BetMGM Tonight crew, so they have their own preferences. So there is a type of chair. This chair that I use right has a nice, comfy back here. But when I come in, this chair is always moved. So maybe these chairs next to me are more comfortable. I don't care. I like to have a good, I like it, a little cushion for the pushing right here on my back. Feels great. Oh, oh. <laughs> Why not? Come on, it's early. It's past (laughs) 7 o'clock. Let's all wake up together. Yeah, so I have to change. I essentially have to do a chair exchange every single morning and put in the chair that I like. I can sit in any chair, but also I think it's how your build is, how your back is. And also, I don't want to say I have a bad back because I do, but I don't, where I had surgery on my back about 20 years ago for a herniated disc. It was a nightmare. That's when I got addicted to all these different drugs because I was in so much pain. Anyway, I got out of that phase of my life, thank God. But then I re-herniated the disc that was operated on and herniated the disc above that one. So I ended up at the Fort Worth Brain and Spine Institute back in the day. It was not a good time. Anyway, those days are over. My back is okay now. I just have to be careful with it. So that's why I like this chair that has a lot of support. That's probably more information than we were looking for there. Yeah, I didn't know you ended up at the Brain and Spine Institute. I sure did. But it's I not sure the did. first time. That, when you said more cushion for the pushing, it gave me yeah. a flashback to high school. We had a bigger <laughs> lady as our math teacher one year, and she okay. would always say things like that, which back in those days, you wouldn't get sent to HR for things. And she would always right. tell us, she's like, oh, yeah, I've got more cushion for the pushing. And you're like, oh, Miss T, what are you talking about? Gross. Miss T. Come on. Like, can you imagine? 
I feel like a teacher could not say that in this day and age, right? No. Absolutely. <laughs> and Miss T, those pants are a size too small. What are you doing? <laughs> yes, you have to be very careful. This is why, honestly, I I am so scared to death. I used to tweet a lot, and now I mainly retweet our videos, and I'll tweet something from time to time. I am scared to death of saying the wrong thing. Scared to death of something that I feel like is innocent and it being taken in some crazy direction. So... Yeah, back in the day, my teachers, I, I told you this story before. My senior English teacher used to make students stand up. My friend Renee, and God bless Renee, she's sweetheart, but struggled in English. And he would tell her to stand up after she would say something that wasn't the most intelligent thing. Her last name is Mitchell. And my senior English teacher would say, Mitchell! Stand up and apologize to the class for being an idiot. And she'd stand up and say, I'm sorry, I'm an idiot. <laughs> this happened all the time with different people. So this, if that if that happened today, and then I went to my next class and my teacher was like, I got more cushion for the cushion. It would be like, look, everybody's going to the school board meeting tonight. This would never happen now. God, but imagine like kids nowadays are not going to have any of these fun stories. Like when they look story, back, they're yeah. like, man, high school. Yeah, it was just great. And everybody was accepted and nobody was bullied because that's the thing. I feel like bullying has gone way out of style. Like it used to be the thing, even though yeah. I was never bullied. So maybe I'm like rallying against it or not rallying against it hard enough. But yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's not even cool to be mean to people anymore. Well, well it is not. <laughs> And I don't think it was ever cool to be mean to people, but it was more it was. allowed. Didn't you see every single 90s movie? The cool people were always jerks. Don't you remember Revenge of the Nerds? <laughs> Nerds! <laughs> right? <laughs> what was it? The alpha betas were just like crushing the nerds and the nerds came back. Yes, it was definitely more of a theme like in the 80s and I think to a lesser extent the 90s. And then when people realized, hey... This person was in a locker for seven and a half hours. Maybe we shouldn't allow this any longer. Yeah, and now girls are like, oh, my God, he's going to create an app. I'm going to marry this guy. He's going to be a billionaire. So I think times, they are a-changing. Maybe for the better, but the stories, they're not as good. What about the stories in the NFL? Let's do a little ah. NFL read and react and react to some of the storylines alive in the NFL now. The only good – well, I mean, there's a couple – <laughs> I had a high school teacher. This is this is no lie. I had a high school government teacher my senior year, and I had her after lunch. Okay. She had, I'm not kidding about this, vodka in her desk, and she would pour herself a little nip into her coffee every afternoon <laughs> during our government class. God bless her. And it was like, you know, you would think she'd like lean down and like try to hide it. No. <laughs> By the That's end of the, the beauty year, of it. Yeah, by the end of the year, it was like front drawer, pull it out, little splash, uh, put it back, <laughs> and it would just be like, all right, oh, here right. we go. little bite in that coffee. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it was amazing. That's I amazing. think I've told I you that. this before, that our principal was a female, and she would dip at school. She would have what? tobacco That's on the awesome. side of her lip. You know you're from Tennessee dip? when. Yeah, and she was like breaking the the boundaries for you know females it's like oh you thought only men dipped 
Well, here comes our principal. Nobody messed with her, though. That's awesome. Did she have a spittoon? <laughs> that would be even better. Just an empty water bottle. <laughs> Just to, oh god, Seven Eleven cup. Ooh. You know, I respect it though. That's, that's it. tremendous. All right, here we go. Read and react number one. If Sunday in Germany wasn't rock bottom for the Patriots this season, I'm not sure that I want to see how much worse it can get. Mac Jones got benched for the final drive. They bring in Bailey Zappi. He tries to fake spike and then throws it right down the middle into triple coverage, and of course, it ends up in a game-ending interception. New England now 2-8 and eight and a complete free fall. Now, it's unlikely that owner Robert Kraft is going to pull the plug d- during the season on Bill Belichick, but Jinx, mm-hmm. is this it for Bill Belichick with the Patriots? I think it is, and I want to say two things. First of all, the lovely Catherine gives me a hard time about this. I say this all the time. Both things can be true. Bill Belichick deserves all of the plaudits and all of the success and all the honors that come with all the Super Bowls that he won. I think it's really low-hanging fruit, and it's really, it's a lazy take to say, oh, the Patriots are bad now. See, it was all Tom. Bill Belichick was and has been a great defensive mind forever in this game. Someone had to make calls to call a timeout at the right time. Someone had to scheme defensively. Someone had to draft and decide which players would come into New England and have success. How many times did we see over the years someone who had not had success elsewhere come into Foxborough and suddenly have success with the Patriots, not just because of Tom Brady, but because of the culture that Bill Belichick helped create? So let's not go overboard here and say, oh, It was just Tom Brady. Tom Brady doesn't play defense, okay? Give Bill Belichick his flowers. At the same time, I think we've gotten to the point now where I don't know if the game has passed him by, but sometimes your time just comes to an end, and there's no shame in it, right? He's had a a historical run in New England. He has been incredible, but they haven't drafted well. He doesn't really have a quarterback. It's time for him to close up shop, and there's no shame in that. It does happen. One of the greats, if you want to say the greatest, you can make that argument, but it's time for his era in New England to come to an end. I think so as well. Like, how much further can the Patriots fall? Because it has been back-to-back seasons of, like, at least in years past, it's been mediocre. Now they're below that line of mediocrity, which is not something that New England sports fans are used to. Like, look at how much success that Boston teams have had. So I think that dynamic goes into it, too. If he was the coach of, like, the Arizona Cardinals or something, they would be like, yeah, fine, we'll give him a few more years. It's fine. But, no, it's the urgency that is surrounding that sports fan base is a little different than any other team or most franchises in the NFL. Did we all hear the rumor yesterday that Bill Belichick could be going to a different team to be a GM? Dan Orlovsky floated this rumor on the Pat McAfee show. Uh, I think it was just yesterday. Do we think there is anything to this? And do we think that Bill Belichick, like Tom Brady, could go to another team and be successful? He could, but I don't see him in a GM role. It just doesn't fit with his personality. I feel like he's a football guy. There's a reason why and he throws on this ratty sweatshirt and he gets to work. I just can't see Bill Belichick sitting in an office 
and running a team. It, it just seems like the antithesis of who he is. He is a football coach through and through. He'd love yeah, firing people, weird. though. Like, he'd do it stone-faced. He wouldn't care at all. Isn't that part well, of the that's job? That's true. But but yeah. you look at their you look at the drafts over the past recent years in New England. It hasn't been, been great. Good. Yeah, I mean, he's not good at that. So yeah, that's, I don't know. Yeah, but it's an interesting. I, I would I will be surprised if he's back in New England next year. All right, read and react number two. Let's stay in the AFC East. Buffalo has suddenly lost three of their last four. They're just five hundred on the season. They still have games at Philly, at Kansas City, at Miami, and a home date against Dallas. Joe O, our good friend from BetQL Daily said the Bills could lose 10 games before it's all said and done. Chelsea is Bills Mafia looking at a bleak January with no Buffalo playoff games to watch. I think there's a good possibility because the schedule only gets harder from here on out. That game against the Broncos at home was supposed to be one of their easy games, and they didn't win that. Something is off with their offense, and clearly everybody is pointing their fingers at Josh Allen and the turnovers that he's produced. But it's not just Josh Allen. It is a team sport. And this is kind of how Josh Allen has operated for quite some time now. Like he throws the ball down the field. Those are not high percentage throws. They were saying that on the Manning cast uh, the other night that these are very difficult throws. When he's throwing these picks, it's, you know, because he's making these throws that are hard to convert on. But if you look at the schedule up next, they have a Jets team that is fully capable of playing them closely. If your offense has problems now, not a good recipe going against a great Jets defense. Then you get the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Cowboys, and the Chargers in a stretch. Good God, that schedule could not get much harder over the next four weeks. But I'll say this about the Bills. They they do still have top-end potential. And I think that's why I can't completely write them out because we've seen them compete against the best of the best in the NFL. The problem with the Bills is that they're just wildly inconsistent. So maybe they're not going to put their best effort every single game, but I still think they have the capability of going toe-to-toe with some of the best teams in the NFL. Am I banking on it? No. I'm just saying that is the one sliver of hope that Buffalo Bills fans can still hold on to. Can I just say that I think the Bills made a tremendous mistake yesterday in firing Ken Dorsey, their offensive coordinator. It reeks of desperation. You look at all these metrics across the NFL when it comes to offense. Bills for top five, top five, top five, top five. Did Ken Dorsey, is he a quarterback who has thrown an interception in six straight games? No. Did he turn over the football four times against the Broncos at home? No. Does Ken Dorsey play defense? Was he the one who was flagged for pass interference late in the game? No. Oh, wait a second. Was Ken Dorsey the 12th guy on the field when the Bills got called for a penalty that allowed the Broncos to kick the field goal and win the game? No. What a scapegoat move. I think this pretends in a really bad way for Buffalo. They're not making the playoffs. Yeah, I think Ken Dorsey was the fall guy for the Buffalo Bills. Somebody had to go, and he was the odd man out. We got to get to break. Up next, Lucy Burge stops by talking all things pop culture and big sigh. Taylor Swift next on the Daily Twist. Uh, Daily. 
Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM with Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. We're back on the Daily Tip. I had a Freudian slip going into break. <laughs> uh, last segment, I said, this is the Daily Swift. We were talking about Taylor Swift. Well, she butts her way into everything. And Jenks, you can't even laugh because I learned during the break that you, sir, have a Taylor Swift friendship bracelet on your do. wrist. Explain yourself, sir. All right, here it is right here. Can you see it? <laughs> there it is. All right. Here's the thing. As I have said before, let me repeat this. For all you Swifties hard of hearing, I like Taylor Swift. I'm just not obsessed with her. However, the lovely Catherine, my girlfriend, is a Swiftie. So a few weeks ago, she and her girls went to went to a Taylor Swift party here in D.C. It was Taylor <laughs> Swift-themed drinks. Taylor Swift music, and I was like, hey, I'm going to go watch some football, and I'll find someone to go, and then when you guys are done and we're done watching the game, we'll meet up. So the game was over. They were still out. I met them, and of course, if you know anything about Taylor Swift at all, all these Swifties make these bracelets for one another, and then they trade them. Like, you could meet a fellow Swiftie on the street, and they'd be like, oh, my God, do you want to trade bracelets? However, when I showed up to this after party, the lovely Catherine said, hey, look what I got made for you. And this says hook em horn since I'm a Texas fan. So it was very sweet. So every now and then I do wear the bracelet to support Texas and the girl. So there you go. Oh, jinx. But here's my beef with the bracelet thing. Mm -hmm. Taylor Swift did not invent bracelets. You are Agreed. simply wearing a bracelet. It is not a Taylor Swift bracelet because it doesn't even say Taylor Swift on it. Does she like make the beads herself? No. Did she make the string herself? No. Is it her brand? No. I'm sure at some no. point she will make her own brand of bracelets and it's another billion dollars in her pocket, whatever. But here's the yeah. other beef I have. And I have a lot of beefs with Taylor Swift and the narratives that are going out around now. Yeah. That it is assumed that we know all of this stuff about Taylor Swift. Like this next soundbite that we're going to use. Apparently mm -hmm. she changed a lyric in her song to say something about Travis Kelsey because he was in uh, the stands yes. or in the audience. And people are like, yeah, you didn't know. I'm like, I've never even heard this song. So how was I supposed to know the original lyrics to this song? Can we stop assuming that everybody knows everything about Taylor Swift? Yes. Fine with me. <laughs> I'm absolutely fine. Listen. I'm trying to be a good boyfriend, and also Texas is in the top 10, so I need this bad boy for good luck. But I I don't have to research Taylor Swift because, you know why? Because we're always talking about on this show. Everyone's talking about in the sports world. You see these videos on Instagram all the time. If I go through Instagram, I don't have to look for Taylor Swift. People will post about it for me, and you can't escape it. So I live with a Swifty, so... I know a lot about Taylor Swift, but it's not because I'm researching it. It's just, and that's my whole point, is that I'm not someone who's even actively looking to learn more about her, and yet I know a ton about her through osmosis and through the Swifty cult. Yeah, you can't be alive in America without being hit in the face with everything 
about Taylor Swift. Uh, let's bring on a third voice of reason when it comes to everything Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Let's bring on BetQL's Lucy Burge, Back to the Future's host every Sunday night here on BetQL. And she joins our show every Wednesday. Always Boston strong, it's Lucy Burge. How do you like them apps? All right, Lucy. So I brought you in here before we play the soundbite because I want us all to react together. So before we get into it, what's your take on everybody, you know, assuming that everyone knows everything about Taylor Swift? Like, am I in the wrong here? Or some of these things that we're supposed to know feel very in the weeds. Yes. Good morning. I think there is an assumption among Taylor Swift fans that also I do like Taylor Swift, just for all the Swifties out there who want to come after anybody who says that anything is wrong. And it's there. I like her. But there is a an assumption among the fans that everyone should know everything about Taylor Swift all the time and if you don't know something about her you are ignorant and i don't know of any other singers fan base who acts like this and you are supposed to know everything about a certain singer like were bob dylan fans like this at first i don't think so so like as an eminem fan as he is my entire life i don't assume everybody should know everything about him or anything about him i just enjoy it for myself and i feel like taylor swift fans think that everyone if you don't enjoy it you are evil and ignorant and i feel like that's a little bit unfair because yeah there are many things i don't know about taylor swift quite a a few things i don't even know so Songs of hers that I don't even know are stuck in my head. I don't know the lyrics to Karma, and it's been stuck in my head for days. But if I don't know the lyrics, God forbid, I don't know them, then I am ignorant. And I feel like that's that is unfair. But there is absolutely a um it is the the way it is in America and in the world is that you have to know everything about Taylor Swift, um, or you're dumb. Yeah, the worst part is that it's Travis Kelsey adjacent. So we as sports people are now expected to know everything about Taylor Swift. So let's listen to this because this is the, the video that has everybody buzzing. Apparently, Taylor Swift changed a lyric at her show to talk about Travis Kelsey. In Argentina over the weekend, Taylor changed the lyrics to her song Karma. Instead of singing Karma is the guy on the screen, she said Karma is the guy on the Chiefs. Fans went wild with that lyric change. (laughs) Those screams. That's what I was doing internally. Those screams. Oh my God, she changed the lyrics. This is the biggest hit in the world. Um, Breaking news tonight. Of her dancers. 
Yeah, it was breaking news. Breaking news. This is news. so she has never done this before. So I think that this uh, is the Easter egg of all Easter eggs for Taylor Swift. Is that they're getting married? Is all I can surmise from that lyric change? They will get married and they'll be together forever because it's a big deal. Oh God! Karma's the guy in the Chiefs. You know what I also Karma's think she's saying here. <laughs> You know, I think she's saying it, karma that, for all the other the guys who broke her heart. She is now with someone she loves, and that's karma, because they definitely still care. Fifteen years later, oh. or twenty years later, Jake Gyllenhaal is like, "Oop, karma got me." She's with Travis Kelsey. Twenty <laughs> years later, so <laughs> karma okay. coming straight home to her. They are living together. They're getting married. That's what I, I take from this. And they're going to have children, which they've reportedly already talked about. So they are together forever. Okay, Lucy, let me get out of this <laughs> this spiral I'm in. This this yeah. Taylor Swift quicksand. Actually, something that's related because I've been watching this on Netflix, and I thought about you. I thought this is something that would be right up Lucy's alley. Maybe I'm wrong. Since we're talking about love, soulmates, twin flames, do you know what I want to ask you about? Escaping twin flames. Have you watched this on Netflix? So I saw this on the home screen and I watched Get Gaudy instead, but the Escaping Twin Flames is on my list because that's okay. that's what they might be, twin flames. And I don't think they'll escape, but this sounds incredibly intriguing. You need to check this out. And once you do, we'll have you. Well, we're going to have you back on the show regardless. But I just want to get your thoughts because there's a lot to this. And since it's it's about love and what is supposed to be a higher love, but is it a scan? There's a lot to it. So when you talk about true love and Tay-Tay and Travis Kelsey, I feel like this would sort of all fit together. So I'm just throwing that out there. I want to get your thoughts once you see it. Go ahead, Chelsea. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's what I want to know about. Have you been watching the Patriots games? There is no love lost <laughs> between Bill O'Brien and Mac Jones. So where do you think they go from here? Do you think it's Bailey Zappy time? Do you think Mac Jones is still going to be the guy moving forward? Or do you think this is just one big train wreck? Yeah, well, having watched both Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones in the Germany game and the, the little time that Bailey Zappi had on the field and how that went, I would say they're going to go with third string quarterback Will Greer because that's where they are now. They're in a Tommy DeVito level midnight here where they need to play their third string quarterback, I think, because if, if not, I guess Bailey Zappi is the guy, but they put him in there to see if he could orchestrate a game winning drive and he could not. By any means, he fake spiked an interception. Like, what are we doing? This is the biggest train wreck I've ever seen. Because I mean, this is this is the team that I watch. So I watch this, and I cannot believe that this is the New England Patriots. They are an absolute dumpster fire train wreck. At this point, I don't know how they're not just tanking because there's nothing left. There is absolutely nothing left of the season. Bill Belichick is out here in shirtless ring cam videos, and that I I that is him. I, people are saying, oh, maybe that's him. I don't know. That's him. And I can't believe that that was allowed to be out there. And the Bill Belichick of four years ago, three years ago, would never let that video be released. No way. And then be smiling at the press conferences following it. Absolutely not. The Patriots are in a free fall. They are, it's chaos, out of control. And they're unrecognizable as a team right now. So going forward, I would say by by Christmas Eve, 
Bill Belichick will still be the head coach, but the quarterback will not be Mac Jones. And I don't think it will be Bailey Zappi. I think it's Will Greer or somebody that they bring in because this is incredibly unbelievable how the Patriots have gotten to this point. Robert Kraft before the Germany game is, is saying that he spoke to the team and winning is critical in the Germany game. And he's never been two and seven at that time. He's never been two and seven before you're now two and eight having lost a primetime game on an international stage. So the Patriots right now are an embarrassment and going forward changes absolutely have to be made. And I think that will be at the quarterback position, Will Greer or somebody else. So Lucy, before we let you go, I would assume that are you just all in on the Lions for the rest of the season? Is this your team? Is this where you're going because of Eminem? Is that the connection? Yes. Also, the Lions are a good team. They are covering spreads and they are winning games. And though I will still be watching the Patriots because we have reached a point now where it's how badly can they screw this up? How are they going to lose today? <laughs> so I will be watching the Patriots to see how badly they will lose because it's a little bit comical. And once you get past the point of, of this is just speechlessness of how bad they are and how horrible the, of a place they've gotten to, I kind of want to see how they mess this up and how incredible of a free fall we can find because there are moments that are, are um, social media worthy. You've got Robert Kraft with his head hanging down and you've got Bill O'Brien screaming at Mac Jones on live TV and Bill Belichick with his head in his hands. So there are moments that are, you know, like I'd call them can't miss moments. I mean, tune in to see how how bad it gets for the Patriots. <laughs> Oh my God. I am just watching this <laughs> viral video of Bill Belichick supposedly on right. somebody's ring camera. I did not need to see him shirtless. And this is a right. memory he looks good, that right? I would like to. What did I say? <laughs> what did I say right here? What did I say right here? He's a gilf. Said this like a year ago. Gilf. Look at him. Looks it's just strong looks disagree there. Shape. <laughs> what no. shape he's in. Wow. Listen, I saw something. a video of Coach O doing like push ups or something. He's like the spokesman yeah. for some kind of company. Oh, I yeah. think I put him ahead in the rankings of GILFs, even though I don't know oh, if wow. Coach O is a grandpa. Does anybody know? Well, Bill Belichick is, and he is. He did those Subway commercials. So I think this is a really good endorsement for, you know, eat Subway. You look, oh my God, he's in good shape. Get him walking around. He's like a no shirt guy. He's like going to the, he's like, I'll just go to the beach. He's, what is he doing in that video? I need to know everything. There is a no context for this. I, I would love to just know everything about it, where he's going, where he's coming from, what house that was, where it was. It was geo, somebody geolocated it to Walpole, Massachusetts, but I'm not sure. It's not Nantucket, but I, I would love to know more. Yeah, I didn't even know this video existed until like a minute ago. And now I have so many questions. Like, do we even yeah. know it's him? Like, it clearly yes. looks like him. Oh, it's but him. It could I, be, I would say that's him. The, nobody denied it. God. He was. His face at the press conference the following day, all smiles. It's like, yeah, that's right. That's me. What do you want to do about it? <laughs> Here when I thought the Patriots couldn't sink any further, you see Bill Belichick shirtless on a ring camera. And that's going to do it for our time with Lucy Purge. She is host of Back to the Futures each and every Sunday night right here on BetQL. Lucy, thanks for stopping by. Thank you so much. Go Lions. Oh, God. Jinx, now I can't get this image out of my mind. You mean Gilf? Did I mean to see that? Gilf, Bill no. Belichick? Is that who you're talking about? 
Gilf. Nah, get out Gilf. of here. There are plenty of <laughs> Gilfs out there. Bill Belichick is not one of them. Although, I do want my questions answered about this video. All right, up next, Survivor Picks here on The Daily Tip. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to The Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. And we're back on a Wednesday edition of the Daily Tip here on the BeckQL Network. In a few minutes, we'll do our survivor picks for week 11 in the NFL. Of course, the rules are a team just has to win. They don't have to cover. So it should be simple, right? Uh, not always the case. So we'll try to go down the list and find our favorite outright winners. Jenks, I don't know how we got on the tangent of like shirtless coaches, but guess oh, what just popped Lucy. up on my Twitter timeline? <laughs> Lucy. Lucy is the common <laughs> denominator here. Uh, but this just popped up on my Twitter. It is an ad of Coach O, formerly of LSU, doing some kind of ad for, I think it's a clothing company, and he has his shirt off, and he's pointing at the camera. He's boxing. He's working out. There are close-ups yeah. of his body. And I don't know who demanded to see this, but now I have to see it. So I made everybody on my Twitter see it. So I reposted okay. it. So there you go. Good morning Good to you. Coach O. And everybody now that has to see this close-up of Coach O's body. <laughs> this is the GILF edition of the Daily Tip. We're talking about nothing but old and handsome grandfathers here on the show. <laughs> First, we started with the old man, Bill Belichick. Now it's Coach O. Who's next? Who is next on the list of gilfs that we're going to throw out there that we'll be talking about for the next week or so? I can't wait to figure it out. Lou Holtz. <laughs> oh, gosh. I think he's in Nobody a different tier. <laughs> he's like the Grand Dilf or the Grand Grand Dilf. He, oh, Great he's Grand the, Dilf. He's the Gagilf, the Great Grandfather. Yeah, he's the Gagilf. Like that oh guy, gosh. how old is Lou Holtz? Yeah, you don't want to see Lou Holtz with his shirt off. Yeah, I need the head, a head-to-head matchup between Lou Holtz and Lee Corso. Mm -hmm. The best of the best. Ooh, solid. But solid. here's what my initial reaction was. Like, even though Coach O is no longer the head coach of LSU, has there right. ever been a head coach more suited for the culture of a team that he's coaching? Like, there will never be a better poster boy for his respective program. Like, Coach O was LSU. Uh, yes, no question. He was perfect for that time, and now he's living his best life. Working out. <laughs> Working out, staying in shape. He's a millionaire many times over. He has a natty. People love Coach O anyway, so good on him. I'd be doing the same thing. Some of these guys are wired. We were talking about Jim Harbaugh early in the show, and they're wired a certain way. And a lot of coaches are like that. I feel like Gil, Bill Belichick is like that. He is wired to be <laughs> a football coach just for his entire life. Like he's just a football guy. I don't think Coach O is that guy. Coach O is a guy who likes football, would maybe coach again, but ultimately is more than content just to count his money and to live his life. So I got a lot of respect for that. 
They should have a buyout club where all the fired uh, head coaches hang out together. Mm -hmm. Like maybe Jimbo Fisher, Les Miles. Is Les Mm -hmm. Miles still coaching? I don't even know. Coach O, they can all have like a club where they meet, they hang out, they work out together. It'll be the buyout club. And they do everything where they go to brunch. Yeah, like the first wives club. You remember that movie? Be like that. I do. Oh, that's a good idea. Just a bunch of guys hanging out. Former coaches, spending money, spending money, gabbing, <laughs> talking about good times, telling old stories. Yeah, why not? I'd do it. And it's just Jimbo Fisher dominating the conversation. You're like, Jimbo, you got to wrap this up, brother. You can't talk for 17 minutes without saying a single actual word. We're going to have to cut you off. You're out of the buyout club, uh, <laughs> even though you just joined. All right, so let's do our survivor picks. We're not in the buyout club. We still have to make money here on the show. Uh, So what we're going to do is we're going to try to find outright winners in this week's NFL slate. There can be only one. Who will survive? All right, so here are the rules for the Daily Tip Survivor. Your team just has to win. They don't have to cover. If a team you pick loses the week you pick them, you can't use them again for the rest of the season, and you can't use the same team in back-to-back weeks. So now that we have the ground rules, let's go over the picks. Matt, let's start with you. Who do you think survives this week in the NFL? There's actually pretty good number of options on the board this week a lot of double digit favorites mm-hmm. and i'm gonna go with one of them at home that came off their bye last week and dominated what everybody believes to be a good jaguars team i will take the niners at home against the Tampa Bay buccaneers because baker mayfield is bad mm, solid <laughs> very solid handicap there and i do not disagree next up we'll go to bill bill who do you like Uh, I'm sticking with the best team in the NFC North. I'm going to go Lions over the Bears this week. Basically, Detroit at home was it nine points, 10 points over the line. It doesn't even matter. They're going to cover that. They'll obviously win outright. Bears are a mess. Give me the Lions at home over Chicago. All right. Next up, we have David, who looks like he, too, may be fading the hometown team. David, who's your pick? Uh, Justin, it's reported Justin Fields will be playing on Sunday uh, after recovering from a dislocated thumb just in time to get his kneecaps bit off by the Detroit Lions. Um, Yeah, I'm going with Detroit. It makes total sense. This is a bad Bears team, and the Lions will, like Bill said, more than likely cover that spread, but they'll absolutely win no matter what. Man, David, normally you're the guy that goes out on a limb and picks like one of these nervous picks where it's not the same double-digit favorite that the rest of us cowards are picking. But I see it, and I totally understand it. Up next, we will go to Jenks. Jenks, who do you like uh, this week in Survivor? Going with the Commanders. I don't know if they're going to cover a big number, which is minus 10, but I'll tell you something. They're not losing to Tommy DeVito. And the Giants. And by the way, if they do, Ron Rivera will be and should be fired on the spot. Seriously, if I'm Josh Harris and I watch the Commanders lose to Tommy DeVito and the Giants, I'm walking out. I'm be like, hey, just 
get your stuff, and get out of here. So I don't know if they cover. Commanders went at home over the Giants. Yeah, that one makes me nervous, though, because the Commanders are one of those teams that I'm not sure if we put them in the tier of teams who win the games that they're supposed to win just yet. But I'd be with you. It is very hard to make any case for the New York football giant. So I totally agree there. All right, so we're gonna be sweeping the board here with all double digit favorites. I'm gonna go with the Niners over the Bucks. The Niners are getting healthy. That defense is playing Baker Mayfield. How do you think that's going to go? I think the crowning moment of the 49ers last week was the fact that there was a defender on the Jaguars running away from Trent Williams, who plays on the offense for the Niners. That is how menacing this team is with Trent Williams back on the field. So the Niners are getting healthy. They're playing at home. Obviously, it feels like a smash spot for the Niners. So I don't think anybody's going to be in disagreement here and say, oh, well, there's a chance that, you know, the, the Bears win this game. So let's make it a little more interesting. Of these teams, of our survivor picks, which team is least likely to cover their number? I mean, how many points did the Commanders score against the Giants a couple of weeks ago? Like three? Oh, no. I think it was, wasn't it 14-7? <laughs> yeah, something like 14, that. 14-7, yeah, I think. Was, I think that was a score. It was, it I don't think good. the Commanders are going to cover. They haven't covered yeah. a 10-point spread all season long. Even, even though Tommy DeVito is bad, the Commanders' defense is really bad. And you can put up a lot of points on them. Geno Smith had a career high in passing yardage last week against his Commanders' defense, so... I like the Commanders to win, but double digits for this Commanders team to cover against anybody? Nope. Here's the scary. Okay, so let's flip the question. Oh, go ahead, David. Here's the scary part about that Washington game. Jenks just said it. That Washington defense is horrible. It Does this become the game that Saquon Barkley puts the Giants on his back and goes, look what I can do? <laughs> it, it very well could happen. Oh. I, I, I I'm, see. I don't think I'm just going to put it out there. He's been doing it the last two games. He's been having tremendous games because they have nobody else. And that Washington defense is bad enough that if Saquon gets rolling, I'm just, I'm just saying if there's to be an but upset, it's their, it's their secondary that stinks. Their, their run defense isn't horrible. Their secondary is what stinks. So, I mean, if they're smart, and that's relative, you load the box and you make Tommy DeVito beat you. Whatever his name isn't is. Isn't that Liberty the game DeVito. plan isn't every the week? Old drummer? I mean, Tommy. should be. Sure. Against Tommy DeVito? Good God. What a game. Tommy, Jake, you probably have to watch that game. Tommy's Jake, got you got to watch that game. Most of you guys probably are subject to watching that game. Yes. Yes. Good luck. Have to. <laughs> God. Have to. That will be drinking my hand. Like, oh my God. How many quarters are left? Three and a half. Ugh. That's going to be a brutal one. I'm not looking forward to. And there's nothing worse than watching that game and trying to break it down. I can't wait to break down Commanders Giants. Holy Lord. What do you think the worst geographical area is to watch football games these days? Like, which area do you think has the biggest beef the biggest with beef the games that are provided are on national TV? Hmm. You mean as far as just getting the game? Like, reception-wise? Yeah, like, you know, when you, just... you live in a certain area, you have to watch the teams that are in your area. Would it be New York? Oh. 
Yeah, maybe. It, it might be. I think it probably would be. Yeah. Where you're just, you're stuck. You got giants. Putrid. And then it's like, hey, I'll, I'll turn over and watch Zach Wilson. Ugh. What are you going to do? And then you're like, all right, maybe I'll watch the Knicks. Play the Hawks. I don't know. It's NFL <laughs> Sunday. I'd like to watch some football if I could. And I can't. It's Giants, Jets, Jets, Giants. Oh, you're just stuck. You're just stuck. It's not even in purgatory. That's right there, sitting with the devil. That's not that's uh, not good for New York City. Ooh. I remember this conundrum when I lived in Florida. Cause like the Bucks and the Dolphins were both terrible at the same time. So every Sunday, guess what? We got to watch the Bucks and the Dolphins give oh. up like 50 points and a half to the Baltimore Ravens. I remember that game. All right, up next here on the Daily Tip, it's the top of the hour. And we take our first look at week 11 after the break on the Daily Tip. For more, listen to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.